Sally Ryland squeezed her eyes shut and opened them again. But the numbers on her computer screen didn't change. The mortgage payment would come out of Ryland Riding's bank account today. The feed bill was a month overdue, and her quarterly insurance premium came due in two weeks. She loved this place with all her heart, but most of the time she was treading water, desperately trying to keep the whole operation afloat. If the bank foreclosed on this property, not only would her business go down the drain, but she'd be homeless. She'd lose her personal piece of heaven, not to mention her beloved horses and flock of chickens. She'd lose her way of life. Her independence. She'd be left with nothing. But it wasn't going to happen. Day by day she hung on, even if it was by fingernails bitten to the quick. And so far today was proving to be one of the good ones. The mail had brought a couple of checks from riding students, totaling enough to hang on for a while longer. Just as well Corey had quit two weeks ago, and that Sally hadn't been able to find a new assistant. Even though Corey had worked for peanuts plus a free room, Sally needed every peanut now. This past weekend, a married couple who'd boarded horses with her had told her they'd be moving from Caribou Crossing to the Fraser Valley. She stood up from the old desk in her office in the barn, stretched, and dug her fingers into her aching lower back. It was damned hard work handling this place on her own. But she'd done it before, and could do it now. It was Tuesday afternoon, and the eight kids in her beginner children's class, aged five to seven, would be here in an hour. Energy overcame the exhaustion that had dogged her footsteps since Corey's departure and she bustled out of the office, smiling. She loved children as much as she loved horses, this countryside, and her chickens. Life was good after all. It was great, in fact. She'd long ago put her old dream of a happy marriage and two or three kids behind her. Or rather, her husband, Pete, had killed that dream. The charming boyfriend, who had wooed her so romantically, had... Once they were wed, taught her how insidiously love could tip over into fear and pain. No way would she ever put herself in that position again, which meant she'd live her life alone. She brushed aside the negative thoughts. Pete had been dead for three years. She was safe. Her life was her own. The lesson horses that she'd brought in from the paddock waited in the stalls. As she headed for the tack room to gather grooming supplies, the sound of a powerful engine coming down the driveway outside made her change direction. Striding down the wide aisle between the banks of stalls, she spoke to the horses who hung their heads over the doors, their ears cocked. No, I'm not expecting anyone. She stopped in the doorway of the barn, squinting against early July sunshine as a big silver pickup truck stopped in the parking area. Hitched to it was a battered silver and white trailer, the kind of rig that contained living quarters for humans and for horses. She'd had a smaller version in her barrel racing days. An image flashed into her mind. A younger Sally, dressed in her brown and silver rodeo costume, leaned forward as her horse cleanly rounded the third and last barrel on the course, and they sprinted for the finish line.
The announcer's voice boomed. Looks like Sally Pantages and Autumn Mist are gonna chalk up another win today, folks. A punch of nostalgia hit her. For the mayor, it had been her partner and best friend. For life on the circuit. For the woman she'd once been. Before Pete. Outside, the engine cut off, the driver's door opened, and a man stepped down. With the sun in her eyes, she couldn't see details. Only the shape of a cowboy from hat to boots. He had the stride of one, too. Easy and athletic, confident, and purely male. In her early twenties, she'd found that so sexy.